Okay, I love this episode so much because our friend Kelly Brinkman has a special guest with her, and so you're going to listen in on this conversation, and I know you're going to love it. They're going to be talking about what vulnerability has to do with strong and healthy marriages, and I know you might be thinking, yeah, yeah, I know, it's going to be vulnerable, I get it. But I really hope and pray that this message is one that you listen to, maybe even with your husband, and that you both really take something away from it. I also love that Kelly's going to share something that they learned from a wife like me and a resource that we have here um, that we've highlighted and how that helped her. So this is going to be so good. Let's listen in. Also, Kelly Brinkman, as you listen to her, she's phenomenal. She's so funny. And you can find her at Kelly Brinkman. That's with two ends. We will link her in the show notes, kellybrinkman.com. She's a speaker. She's an artist. She's an interactive potter. And so you can have her come to your community, your church, your organization, and she would love to share the gospel with you. Wow. She does pottery. Come on. She's so cool. Anyway, kellybrinkman.com. Let's listen in to her conversation with her special guest, and I'll share more at the end. Well, hey, thanks for the introduction, Amanda. And as she said, I have a special guest with me tonight, and that is my husband, Mark. Hello, everyone. And guys, this is a subject that's near and dear to our hearts. We've been talking about vulnerability in our own marriage, and it was really because of a book that we found through A Wife Like Me. I use the resources of the ministry and I look on the Facebook page, use the search bar and a lot of fantastic resources on the website. So I came across the book, The Naked Marriage by Dave and Ashley Willis. And let me tell you, throwing a book like that on the bed uh, catches your husband's attention. (laughs) Quite a bit. It's uh, not exactly what I thought it was about it in the first place, but uh, it's a good book. It's, it, it opened up a lot of conversations about deep topics for us. So it worked out well. Yeah, so we kind of used it as an impetus to start conversations about vulnerability and why we think it's so important in our own marriage. So we kind of took some notes and wanted to share those with you all tonight. I'll let Mark go first. Uh, well, for a guy, vulnerability in a marriage, it's kind of tricky for a guy, I think, in a certain sense, because we like to think that we have it all figured out and that we're in control of everything. And then at some point in time, we realize maybe when the world's crashing around us with kids or, you know, forgetting a a birthday or an anniversary or something, we don't have it all figured out. And so we need help sometimes. And we also need to have a spouse that understands that we are in need of help and that we don't have it all figured out. That's a tough conversation to have with your wife to say that, Hey, uh, I messed up, but it is one of the most productive conversations you can have. And, or, Hey, I'm really, you know, not feeling up to par on some area of my life. I'm really struggling here. It's sometimes hard to open up, especially to somebody that you hope looks up to you and adores you. I do. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's kind of an eye opener and it's, it's a release because you're a team and you know that your teammate is always going to be there pulling by your side to, you know, win, win the game, so to speak. And that game is your marriage. So. And can I tell you guys a story of when Mark and I first started dating? I think we were actually just hanging out as friends. I was even scared to say that it was dating, but we would talk on the phone. You remember those times when you were perhaps a teenager, you talked to your friends late into the night. Well, I was a little older than that, but Mark and I would talk 
And at some point our conversation became vulnerable and we were talking about like real emotions and feelings and some of the things that we brought to the table. And he said something to me and I didn't know what to do. So I hung up on him. (laughs) I literally like, he said something really insightful that just like pegged me. And I wasn't used to going there to being that vulnerable and I didn't know what to do. So I hung up on him. You remember that night? I do. Uh, I told you, or I asked you, you don't really know what it's like to truly be loved, do you? And my response was click (laughs) phone was hung up. I didn't realize it at the time, but apparently it was a good thing. So I was kind of like, not, that was not the response I was looking for, but uh, it all worked out. So we've grown a lot. Okay. Maybe I've done most of the growing in the 11 years that we've been married. And in that time that we dated, um, for me, vulnerability is about really peeling back the layers. And Mark's question at that time really caught me off guard because I wasn't used to someone seeing me like that and being really open. Um, vulnerability to me is just being able to trust that person. And I kind of got really nervous because I knew that I could trust him on that level and to be seen on that level and accepted and loved was just, I didn't know what to do with it. So he's forgiven me since then, but it's a good story. (laughs) Um, I think vulnerability is also leaning in to see if you'll be caught. You know, there were years I spent as a camp counselor and we did trust falls or I went with different youth groups. And if you think about a trust fall in your own marriage, vulnerability is a bit like that. It's uh, closing your eyes and crossing your arms across your chest and being able to fall backwards and know that that person will catch you. You know, it's, it's always about speaking up to and knowing your own feelings first and then talking. Sometimes as a woman, I can process things externally and talk, talk through them and kind of lead Mark through the weeds. <laughs> and sometimes as a guy, he's like, okay, bottom line, what does that mean? So I've tried instead through our marriage to take a lot of things before the Lord and say, wow, this is how it made me feel. Here's what I'm reflecting on and process that a lot of that with God before even bringing it up to Mark. And sometimes I'm more successful than others, but it's kind of like sitting on it. Don't just stew on it, but to sit on it. I think of our, um, our quarantine chickens. They're what a year old now, right? <laughs> yes. So we like a lot of crazy families got some chickens during quarantine. Cause that sounded fun. We didn't think it'd last too long, but anyway, um, I think of our chickens out there and they, when they lay eggs, they sit on that egg. They don't stew and kind of, they're not uncomfortable and stand up and sit down a lot. They just sit on that egg. And I think sometimes that's what we have to do with feelings that maybe we don't quite know how to react to or, a vulnerable conversation that we want to have. We just sit. And as the Lord says, be still and know that I'm God. We can do that. And in a relationship and vulnerability, it looks like sitting and waiting. Sometimes it's waiting for that right moment. I mean, right now we had to wait to talk to you guys until our kids went to bed. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's, it's waiting for that right moment. And a lot of it has to do with how you view your relationship with Jesus. It comes back to that and how you view your, uh, how he feels about you, basically. Are you vulnerable in opening up your heart to him and knowing that he absolutely loves you beyond a shadow of a doubt? 
and that he forgives you for everything you've ever done and will do, which is just overwhelming at times to think about. And you have to give your spouse the opportunity to treat you in the same fashion. And in order to do that, you have to have a conversation and you have to open right. up. Right. And so a lot of times uh, the question will respond, be responded to with an answer of I'm fine or okay. That's not a good enough answer at this point. You've got to delve deeper. You've got to work beyond that. Fine can mean something different to a guy who's like, oh, okay, everything's fine. And it doesn't go much deeper because sometimes we're kind of thick headed and hard to uh, open up. You know, we want to solve problems. We don't want to talk about them. We want to get into the solution and get to it as quickly as possible. But that's not always what being vulnerable is about. Being vulnerable is listening, identifying what she needs to, you know, feel from you while you are listening and take notes. I mean, <laughs> it's never a bad thing to understand your wife better, to know what makes her tick. In fact, she's going to feel so much more respected and loved when you do that, when you actually remember part of the conversation rather than, hey, what game is on tonight or whatever. It's just amazing to see, you know, Kelly light up at times when I am able to recall something that she said or did or some favorite coffee drink or something, whatever it may be. It just it's it's interesting to see how she feels cared for at those times when it's just something so small and so simple to do just by simply listening, which gotta admit is not always easy to do, but it's well worth it. I love you. Can we just have a kissing <laughs> break right there? Seriously, well said, all that. And it's great to know that um you think really intentionally about it too and that you are, I mean, maybe literally taking notes. I haven't found them, but um, that's just, yeah, it does make me feel really special. I think it's also um, being responsible for each of us to carry our own load. You know, that's a verse we use a lot in our family, that Galatians 6, 25 or 6, 5, but each one is to be responsible and carry your own load because I can do me, I mean, with Jesus <laughs> and trust that you are doing you with Jesus. And it's like a triangle, you know, the, the biggest part on the very bottom and then the point at the top. And if I'm on the right side, aiming for Jesus, crawling up that, that pyramid, then you're on the left side and you're aiming for the top, aiming for Jesus. And we're going to get closer together uh, along the journey. And there was a time recently when we were both maybe not climbing up at the same rate and <laughs> we were kind of taking a sideways route around, I guess. And Kelly came to my office at work and really pressed in and said, Hey, I feel like there's a disconnect between us. And, uh, basically would not take no for an answer at that time. She forced the conversation, which was necessary because again, sometimes I'm not such a good communicator. Uh, you would think as a guy with, you know, nine siblings that I would be able to talk to other people, but sometimes it does get hard to talk to your wife and share openly with her, you know, your fears about things or where you feel like you're coming up short as a father or where you feel like you're not doing well in your job when you should be so much further along, whatever it may be. It's hard to open up at times, but once you do, it is so freeing to know that she's got my back. Yeah. We're on the same team. We're fighting this fight together. I feel like I can take on the world again. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just an encouragement. She's behind me every step of the way. And then I can be there for her as well to yeah. do the same for her in every step that she needs to. You remember there was an afternoon, even a couple years ago that I just called you and I was, 
upset. I can't even remember what I was upset about. There was a disconnect in our, in our relationship. And you could tell that I was so upset. Do you remember this? You're driving back from St. Louis and an appointment. He called his office, canceled his appointments the rest of the day, ladies. Oh, and yeah. he came home. I do and, remember coming home. <laughs> yep. And he got home before the kids were home so that we could talk to each other and just said, hey, what's up? And it really showed me that he prioritized me and that it may be messy, but you know what? He stepped up to the plate and he's like, I don't know what this is going to take, but let's talk about it. And so we did. And it was, it meant a whole lot to me. And there are times when I know that if I really need to call Mark in and say, hey, like I'm really serious about this or I need to talk, I know that he will literally cancel his appointments and come home. And that meant a lot. I think sometimes in relationships, um, you have to reconnect intentionally by, um, you know, having a date night or like us, we read a book kind of together, Mark flags it and underlines it. And we also have our couple's devotional Bible sitting next to us that, you know what, some nights we pick that up and open to a devotional. We use it as a starter to maybe dessert after we send the kids off to take showers. We'll sit at the table and we talk about that. Or on a weekend, we'll sit at the table and and tell them to play outside. And we'll have, you know, 20 minutes, a half hour to talk about that devotional as a way to draw us deeper. So it's not just like, hey, so what deep thing do you want to talk about today? <laughs> but kind of use a starter. And even as we were talking earlier, I don't know if anybody heard this, but our daughter was trying to come in and get our attention and we were kind of waving her off for the time being. So I might have to take care of that in a few minutes. Uh, but it's, it's really listening. I think that's the biggest key and just spending the time finding out what is going on in her life and what can improve our lives together because it is challenging out there. I'll say it that way. Um, with all the you know problems and people's relationships going on today, you've got to stay united. You've got to stay connected with the one true person that is your soulmate for the rest of your life. You've got yeah. to know them inside and out and not in a, well, to be vulnerable with them, you cannot be judging them. You have got to be working with them towards the same goal. Right. Once you start to change your mindset, I think that changes the whole relationship to know that I'm not here to sabotage you or to find out your weaknesses so that I can exploit those. And Mark's an attorney. And so sometimes he sees that, um, unfortunately, in relationships. Um, I also think it's important to get pro-marriage friendships. Definitely. Yeah. And, and spend time with those people. Yeah. <laughs> date nights frequently. <laughs> right. Double date nights. Um, I think it's also a way to start wives. If you're just looking for one practical step, you can use some of the things that we talked about, but start with a vulnerable compliment. Maybe vulnerability isn't done so much in your marriage right now. And you're not in that season. You know, I can start that by even just being vulnerable on my side and come to Mark and say, Hey, I really loved it when you made coffee the other day. That really just made me feel loved and cared for and seen that you knew that I like that. And I really just like to have that moment in the morning. And you put my Bible out on the table where I usually read it. And that just really filled my cup. Thank you. It made me think of that movie with Kirk Cameron, uh, <laughs> the firefighter movie. Fireproof. Fireproof, where he makes the cup of coffee. He's putting the cup on the counter in just the right angle. She comes walking through and doesn't even acknowledge that it's there. So he dumps it out in the sink. I was like, 
I got a much better re- better reaction this time than the phone call that I was right. I didn't hang about. up on you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if perhaps vulnerability isn't done, you know what? Start with you, and be vulnerable and say something that I, you know, that I said about the coffee that it was me being vulnerable, but at the same time it was lifting him up and encouraging him. And you know what? Now he wants to make me coffee every morning. So <laughs> I think it's a win-win. So. Ladies, we hope that you're encouraged. We are cheering for you, and we're going to take some time to pray for your marriages tonight. God bless. Thank you, Mark and Kelly. We love you, and that was so fun listening to your thoughts and your wisdom. Something that stuck out to me, even in listening to them, is just how sometimes we don't recognize that there's a lack of vulnerability. I feel like it can get so easy just going through the motions that we don't even recognize there's uh, there's lack of the depth in our marriages and it's just comfortable and we aren't really getting deeper, that we're not really sharing hard things or diving into topics that need to be talked about. And so what I love is Kelly shared, you know, just how she didn't even recognize that she didn't know what that felt like. That vulnerability was scary. And she didn't even know what that was at the time, but she knew it was uncomfortable. And so I love that. If you feel like maybe that's us, maybe we aren't having vulnerable conversations and we're not really like going deeper into these, just any kind of conversation, get the Naked Marriage book. Um, we are linking that in the show notes for you. So it's easy to grab but ultimately, you got to start somewhere, right? An intention in marriage wins. There is fruit when we make choices that are not comfortable. And so we are cheering you on as you do that in your marriages today. Um, Mark and Kelly, just so that you know a little bit more about them, Mark and Kelly live in the St. Louis area with their three kiddos, including twins, which is super fun. And Mark is the youngest of 10 kids. He's an attorney and judge, while Kelly is a speaker, writer, and artist, which we shared earlier. On paper, they could not be any more different, um, but because they're committed to Christ, they're united in their efforts to do marriage together well. And again, you can find Kelly at Kelly Brinkman with two ends.com. Bring her into your church, bring her to your community. She's an interactive potter. She's beautiful. Just her, the light within her shines so bright and she's hilarious. She's fun and she's so, so, so deep. So anyway, couldn't love you guys more. Thank you so much for being with us. And I, we love you. And um, I just pray that this episode brought life and encouragement to you and your marriage today. We love you and we'll see you next week.